Welcome to the Mantelli Podcast. We've got my good, good mate today. We've got Rob Burrow on. We've got Rob Burrow joining me from Skype. We would have preferred to do it in person, but at the time of recording, Rob has been self-isolating for a week and we've just had the call that the country has gone into lockdown for three weeks. So we've done it via Skype. We hope we can get the most out of it for you and, and you enjoy it. But Rob is a former teammate of mine, one of the best mates to be knocking about the, the Rhinos changing rooms that I've had at the Rhinos for eight years and is one of the most successful rugby league players of all time playing for 17 years winning eight grand finals two challenge cups three world cup challenges I um, sort of went went into the Skype sort of guesstimating how many he'd won but he was quick to remind me to uh, to that I'd un- underestimated him basically um, we share the story of why we call each other guys probably the weirdest story and probably not the story that you think that we'd be calling each other guys for for such a long time but but there you go we go into that and we talk about him as a young lad featuring a car crash story as well um which is a bit surprising i've not heard that anecdote but we'll we'll talk a bit about that in the podcast but more importantly what it was like when it was coming into the leeds team compared to my intro into the the leeds rhinos uh, rob came in at a time when leeds hadn't won anything and they were so desperate to win and we talked about how I came into the team, into the fold, and it was very different in, in, in a way that we were so desperate not to, to lose or to, to sort of to lose any finals. And, you know, I could really, really tell that that was the culture when I came into it. Really, really interesting to know the difference. On the 19th of December, Rob went public with his diagnosis of MND. Uh, that day, I was actually sat with Rob right next to him at a Christmas dinner, uh, Leeds Rhinos Christmas dinner. Um, and I got to chat to him. I noticed the difference in in Rob, um, you know, in, in his speech, and obviously it was a bit a bit a bit frailer and a bit um, a bit less weight on him. And I remember having a conversation with Rob that, you know, he's, he, in the early stages of talking to specialists, Rob was saying, you know, that he's, he's going to try and do everything to, to live up to five years. And then I remember how much that shocked me and upset me. And I remember sat there and, and thinking that this is so out of the ordinary so crazy to, to experience this that that I couldn't believe it I remember being really upset and um, wanting to help him somehow but the one way that we could all help him JJB shared his testimonial with Rob to raise funds for Rob's family and his treatment uh, on his Just Giving page and Rob's gone on to make so much more awareness of motor neuron disease and done interviews on breakfast he's done different bits with Doddy Weir He's really gone to the next level in, in awareness and, and he's only doing good for the disease and, and Rob sees this as he's got one of the biggest challenges ahead of him and one of the biggest games, which is life. So please enjoy the podcast. We have a good chat. We have a good laugh. We talk about everything comedy. We talk about what Rob's up to now and Rob's career. Thank you, Matt Morris, for sponsoring and supporting the podcast. You're a legend, mate. For anyone listening, have a look at what's going on at mentalityapparel.com and mentalitymagazine.com we've got podcasts coming in we've also got a collection that we're hoping to release very soon for spring summer it's been a little bit disturbed with the coronavirus but we've still got some stuff that you can sport out in the summer you can wear in the summer and look good whether it's in your back garden you know whether it's on your front lawn you can look cool you can look suave in your mentality gear give it a go have a look mentalityapparel.com without further ado enjoy the pod people 
listening um, for an intro for you guys. You've done quite a lot in the game. You've um, you've had quite a lot of success, haven't you? Um, you've you've had eight grand finals, two challenge cups. Is it two World Club challenges as well? Three. Three World Three. Club. Cha- <laughs> Three no, World Club no. challenges. Um, just a bit. Just a bit. Um, yeah. You've played for sixteen years. Um, professionally. Seventeen. Seventeen years. Seventeen years, fucking hell. Um you've done a bit, you've done a bit, but there's some accolades there. Um but you know the question would be to pose to you, like what's 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 your greatest accolade? I'll say my version of your greatest accolade first. Um and I think that was very recent for me. I think uh you know your greatest accolade was very recent. We Managed to touch base with one of our heroes, one of our um, yeah. heroes yeah. For, for such a long time, and I'll, I'll I'll go through the anecdote for people listening. Um, like I'd been on on to on to quite a few different people to get to get something something for for Robbo for for a message from a, a special certain someone, and uh, <laughs> I'd been going all these different avenues, all these different ways. Anyway, I'd finally got through to him. And would, and I remember opening this WhatsApp, uh, this WhatsApp message um, from Ben Michelle, who writes down at times, who'd who'd come through and he'd follow through with it via James O'Brien, um, and it was a video of of, of Ricky Gervais, um, <laughs> give it a uh, like a minute video, and it was yeah. like done perfectly, done perfectly, yeah, well, uh, yeah. it like in the best way we could have imagined it, yeah. So I, I messaged. Uh, your wife Lindsay I thought right I can't just send him I can't just whatsapp it message yeah. him it's got to be something a little bit special and I've got to, I've got to see his reaction <laughs> I've got to <laughs> I've got to see his reaction so I um, drove around with Natalie my partner to your house surprised you a little bit at your own house and came round and I came round with my laptop ready to play his message and I said to you I don't know if you remember I said who do you reckon guys like you know anyone like if, if some, someone was going to send you something you just wouldn't believe it it's going to be like the, the best thing ever who do you reckon and you went Michael Jackson <laughs> and I'm like mate give me a chance anyone anyone yeah. do you know what I mean <laughs> anyone that's yeah, possible yeah. Um, yeah. so we played that Ricky Gervais video and it was uh, I still I still watch it every every morning every night every day yeah, time really. <laughs> You know what? When you read the comments online, yeah, people are saying, "Oh, it's horrible, man!" Yeah. You know, and is <laughs> a comedian and yeah. he did it in the exact way we would have wanted it. Exactly. You know, I'm Rob. Sorry to wait. You know, you mm. know, nobody wants that. Yeah, I you know, want I him. Know. Being him, so it was perfect, guys. Completely made my life. <laughs> Class, we got really it. Really, man. It's it. so good. But the whatever long it is, two minutes, it comedy gold. Yeah, it it really is. He put thought into it. He really thought about it before. So you know. Well done, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Rick. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, mate, moving on from that, I know we're we're office geeks, and we'll we'll talk for forever about it, and we could talk all about Ricky Gervais, all all this podcast. But um, 
I reckon there's a lot of people wanting to to know like some of your your memories as a player and um probably this will be a, probably justified to to talk about you as a player as a person and obviously the challenges you've got um with 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 being diagnosed with MND but um firstly like it's probably justified to talk about your career do you know like how yeah. mega your career as I've mentioned in in different um in different parts you know how much as a young lad I guess I, I've looked up to you like I remember the first days coming into training and I think I was 16 and I was a, a skinny skinny young boy um shouldn't have been allowed to play I don't reckon looking mm. back at clips to be fair mm. um but I kept I can remember coming in first training sessions and you know there were there were people like you there were Keith Senior there was um yeah you know Jamie Peacock and I'm warming up and thinking wow starstruck along alongside these players mm. um because you were in the midst of your career then. You were like, yeah. you know, just probably two thirds of the way through your career. What are some of the moments that, that stands out for you? Like, and I'd be interested in the follow-up question as well. Like, you've had that much success. Like, what are the moments in your career as a player which really stick out for you? But how does that success change going along? Like, obviously, you've been winning stuff when you were quite younger. Mm. Um, how does that success change? And... Um, you know, do you share it with different people? Do you do it for different reasons? Like, what, 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 what's that that message for you, or what's like the Rob Burrow version of, of that? Well, um, growing up watching Leeds, they never won anything. As you might know, guys, so and uh, Leeds man, um, watching Leeds with the nearly men, like uh, as a supporter, so. If you just said, I'm going to be part of the most successful team in Super League history, never mind Leeds history, then I want to believe you, but I mean, the first one stands out when we uh, won the 2004 grand final. Obviously, all them years watching no success to be finally champions um, was an amazing feeling but I would imagine uh, you growing up guys Lean were really successful yeah. um, so different to me but you were incorporated into this winning team mm. we came in when no success nearly meant so it went different but in the end success was normal yeah it wouldn't win anything it was like the world had ended and it might be arrogant to say that but when we didn't get to a final or you know, at least when they're trophy, yeah. then it was really like the world branded. Yeah, so I see that. The start, it was amazing winning that first one, but then it almost got like the norm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see like coming in, I, I came into such like a, a strong environment as. Yeah. Well, as as a young player, 2012 that I came in, um, 
and I come in as a young player where, you know, every video meeting you'd go in and you'd sit down and the conversations and the stuff that would be talked about in, in those meetings would be that we've got to go and win and, and that's sort of the, the attitude yeah. that's got to happen. Do you know, like there were no sort of... Only only things we'd be talk about was what would do to enable us to win. Um, yeah. Because the team that we had and stuff and the success we've had is like, you know, we, we've got to be sure that we're doing it. But I imagine it was very different for you coming in as a young lad, like, and, and you will have been amongst all the changes going from no success to that first yeah. sort of 04 final where you got that success. Yeah. What, what were some of the things that, that sort of had to be turned around from, you know, like a culture point of view, um, yeah. performance point of view? Can you remember in, like, any moments or any, any sort of examples which, which you saw a drastic change to getting that success back? or to bring on that success again? Yeah, I can. Um, yeah, generally, Gary Irvington uh, wanted to go down there, put the faith in the young lads as opposed to buy people any age. Australian, you know, something had to change. Had to be a building around the Homegrown players, yeah, and be have a sort of no dickhead policy. And if you're gonna bring in a superstar, make sure in the right attitude, people like Ali Lawatini, world class, but if it had been any of the bit, then it won't come. So, yeah, got rid of. A lot of negative yeah. people and brought in a load of young, hungry lads who wanted to win, mm. who knew how to win, put fame in them and build, you know, bring in the odd Ali, the odd Kylie, the odd yeah. GP, only if they're the right personality. So, yeah. yeah. Two things, I think. Yeah. That's a big thing, and it, and and I always like. I think there were so many different personalities in that sort of team that were coming up, like part of that, like golden generation. For you as a person, you're quite like easy going, aren't you? You're quite like you know always up for a laugh and stuff, and yeah, you know, like I, I I'm I'm probably sometimes really full on and sometimes really want to get stuff done, but. As opposed to you, you're always up for a laugh. You, you do obviously work hard when, when you're ready for it and you, when it needs to be done and it needs to yeah. be. But, you know, we, we'd start a meet in the middle and then we'd have to get on with our stuff and then in the changing room we'd go and have a laugh and stuff like that. How, yeah. how, was it different for you in the early stages? Like, were you a sort of uh, a player that had always be focused all the time and sort of put all the sacrifices in? And then, you know, did it, did, did it sort of change when you sort of had more of a handle on it, if you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what, mate? Um, I really, a bit like you spoke about coming into team, I'm really nervous yeah, yeah. around people like Yesin, Barry and Matt, you know, looked after me from day one. So... You know, uh, I think when I came in, I was like, really, I want to say professional, but um, on the 
level of care, but I was very committed. Yeah. You know, I didn't drink much. Yeah. Rummy, rummy life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I won't say I, a bit like you mentioned, I always, when it work hard, work hard, but when yeah. we're off, have fun. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my, but I play doubly hard sometimes, <laughs> but, um, but you know, and I think that's the team. We're all good mates. Yeah. I had a laugh when it was time to work. We worked and we were good when it was time off. Have a laugh. Enjoy it. It was yeah. it's, no company. It's some, it's some balance to get that, isn't it? I think yeah, if, it is. If everyone's on that same sort of like will to win and yeah. they've got the same commitment, I think that's the biggest biggest thing that matters, really. Everyone's yeah. just in alignment. Um but yeah, I'll have to just put an interlude in here and just sort of um, maybe you want to tell the anecdote of why we call each other Gaz, or I tell it. I don't know. I don't well, know. probably easier <laughs> you doing it, Gaz. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, "Well, I'm not going, Gaz. You're not going, Gaz." You need I know. To tell them. It's sort of. I remember being at England camp and we'd be calling each other Gaz, and Gaz Ellis were on it. And I think he just kept like looking. Like I think Gaz Ellis thought he might have been going a bit mad because we were just calling each other Gaz. But the, the the story goes, and it's not a brilliant story to be honest. But the story goes back to it was 2012 when I first came in. So I was probably in that that um, what did you say? That sort of like nervous, like mm. you know, it was my home debut. That was um, when when we right. when it was when it when we did it. We played against Saints the week before. Um, and we'd all dyed our hair red, if you remember. Oh, wow. Really yeah, yeah. So we, we, we dyed our hair red. That was my way debut. We got absolutely pumped. Um, and we left, we obviously left Saints. Um, and then we had Huddersfield the next week at home. And everyone were rocking up to our home changing rooms. People had like green hair. People had like um. shaved their hair off and that. Um, JP had like jet black hair. I think he, I think he got a, an extra, extra three year deal. JP after that, after that week, that jet black hair he had. Um, and then yeah, so all rocking up there, and I think we were sitting watching the reserves play. And um, Gary Everman comes up and he's talking to a few of us, and uh, we're all sat around. I'm sat around in front of you. Hey Rob, hey Gary, how are you doing? Hey Kev, yeah, how, how, how are you doing, mate? Um, and he says to me, Hi Steve, are you alright? Say. Hey up, guys, how are you? <laughs> and that's what I do. And I think Gary gave me a shot. Gary gave me a shot. Looked in it. I thought, oh, what's wrong with that? I'm just on nickname yeah. basis with the CEO. Um, yeah. And then that's what it's gone from. It, it was guys. It was HBO. It was big time and all that sort of stuff. And, and it's just stuck on it. I ended up calling prime it. Prime time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, prime time. And it's stuck. It's stuck. So that's a little insight into why we call each other that. Um, and it's and it's it's stuck all this flipping time, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Some other questions I've got for you. A few questions. Um, <laughs> I've got. I want. I wanted to talk more about Ruby, mate. Um, and 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 I think I've had some questions through Twitter. I've had some questions through Instagram and stuff. Um, and I think I've got to ask it for for people listening. Um, 
the 2011 Grand Final. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what does that mean to you in, in, in your sort of treadmill of success, in your sort of um, accolade history? What, 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 what does that time mean for you and, and those tries that you scored? I remember, I remember watching them. I was in the stands, and obviously the year before, I, I made a debut. Um, and it were, yeah, it, it were quite unbelievable, really, to to watch. I, I imagine you would have the same same issues in trying to put it into words, but I'll, I'll let you do yeah. your best. Well, you know what? Probably when, you know, people remember me as a player, they'll reflect on that final. I mean, um, probably my greatest game. Yeah. Maybe not my best performance, but on the biggest stage. So, yeah. you know, until then, I'm not really being myself in finals. So, you know, I had a lot of off-field you know, regarding selection yeah. and not having a great relationship with God. So that game from a bit of my, my frustration and my will to prove me wrong. So mm. it all came down, all bubbled up, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was playing well in the playoffs going in and I just were really up for a big game and regarding the tries, I never remember anything about them. I'm very at live of the cost. So, you know, only when you watch him but realize what he did. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. So they probably didn't know what I was doing. And that was how I played my game. And I used all my like attributes, speed, agility, nothing in that time where anything related to being big, being strong, it all me being me, and you know that's how I'll be remembered, probably. Yeah, I think definitely it will, mate. And I probably met the link into into what you've been saying in a lot of interviews. So um, you got diagnosed with MND for um, on the fourteenth of December, or, or you actually that that's when you came out um, yeah. publicly with it, and that's obviously going to prove you know a lot of uh, challenges for you, I imagine. Um, And and you say, I always always think that that's a massive thing and and, and something in specific that Leeds have had. And 2011, definitely in specific, but that sort of, you had that personally to to prove people wrong, to prove, you know, Mm. selectors wrong and stuff like that. Um, And obviously as a team, Leeds had it uh, finishing fifth um, and people were writing Leeds off. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and something you've said in a lot of interviews is, is like when people are saying how you're so positive, how you're so sort of, um, you, you know, how, how are you cracking on with stuff so much? Yeah. Um, and you'll say like, oh, it's a, I think it's the sportsman inside me or people will yeah. ask you that. Do you think mm. that that's, that's a big thing? Like 
because of a, you being a sportsman, it's so easy to touch upon like those motivations that you've had in the past. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, proving people no. wrong is like really, really a powerful thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. And you can set yourself in as an example to, to other people for how you how you play in the grand final twenty eleven mm. or how you yeah. you cope with this challenge that you've got now. Um what what do you think to that? And do you think that, that that's that's that gives a better explanation to what the sportsman inside of you is or I think so, yeah. I mean, being small, uh, playing in the small, uh, big guys, always against adversity. So, you know, regarding being diagnosed, again, I didn't know how I'd react, you know, and when you tell that guys, there's no right or wrong way to handle it. Be telling you're going to die. You have something with no cure. So immediately I was, you know, in a blur, a bit yeah. of a day. But after the announcement and weeks after that, you think, you know what? I roll my sleeves up. Get home in my life, you know, try and be as normal as I can. And the more people have helped me and, you know, sent me well wishes, you know, trying to help, I feel I have to do it for them, you know, everybody being great, everybody's, you know, supporting me. So I think. My mindset now is better than any game I played, you know. So positive, you know, mate, that, you know, going into a game, you need to have your head right. And this is the biggest game of my life. So I have to really be positive, you know, I can't. You know, it's me, right? But my mind's not there, so I like humor. I'm not gonna change, and not the way I'm gonna be from all guys, you know? If they say you live three years, I wanna double that. Yeah. You know, that's my mindset. Um, any adversity, I'm not leaning to them. I know how I feel. Mm. And it won't change. I'm blinded all the time. Yeah, that's me. It's, it's quite a big thing, that. And, and I, I guess, I mean, you've just, basically, you've just, you've just moved into what is probably going to be the biggest challenge. Like you say, it's the biggest game, yeah. the biggest sort of effort that you're going to have to put in over yeah. a sustained period you know, and that, and that, I guess, athletes listening and people listening, it's on a different scale completely to, mm. to what you know what what we're used to. But I feel like we'll, you know, as athletes, you know, me talking to you, talking to any other teammates um, that we've had, we're used to always having challenges or challenges to deal with. Do you know? So yeah. I can I can see your sort of your um, I guess your your sense in, in that and 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 how you're talking. Um, did you find, you know, just this is probably bouncing back a bit, but 
Did you find the transition from leaving the sport, do you find that transition tough? Or Because I know, you know from knowing you, you've always put your family first and, and everything that you've yeah. done has always been, you know, for, for, for Lindsay and the kids and, and you've always, you know, been the first to get back to them after training and sometimes mm. neglecting coffee with lads, but we lay off with that. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, is that... yeah. Is that something that, that you found difficult or did you know that you'd be able to spend a lot more time with them? Yeah. Um, and keep in touch with lads. You know, how, how did you how do you treat that? How do you approach that? Well, it was the transition was fine. Uh, going into coaching helped a lot rather being, you know, in the office somewhere else and and amazing it, but the fact that I haven't missed it one bit and I was shocked and I thought I really wouldn't miss, you know, being training, playing, but I've not done it one bit. So I didn't know that, but I think um, regarding being almost probably less than when you're playing, as yeah. you know, we get done. Yeah. Then it's time go home and all day while coaching and much longer. So um, I love that bit, but I'm missing one bit. I didn't know that though, you know. Yeah, so do you reckon it's like bits of the game that, that you won't miss? Is it like... What rugby league players we know like we're walking around in pain all the time and there's different yeah. bits clicking into gear what's going to yeah. work you and stuff like that is that one bit that's that's lessened for you and then there's one bit yeah. where the nerves before game day I imagine that's sort of mm. like a bit of a because um, you get used to stuff and then obviously you have to find different paths and different yeah you are yeah um, is, is that what it was like for you you sort of just getting used to different stuff working yeah. and not working um, yeah it was and uh, you know what, somebody was saying that when you finish playing, you won't ever get the highs and lows what mm. come with sport. And what Gary Everton said that, you know, all your skills and attributes aren't needed anymore, so you've got to find something else now yeah. I mean me being a player that's it so you know I have to be a coach and be good you can't yeah. get by by being a player so you know um, um, you know what I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> yeah, you've, you've pretty much here though. I, yeah. I feel like you're talking about learning other stuff. Yeah. We're talking about um, how you've you've had to adapt from from playing and stuff. And I think you've obviously had to learn to be a coach straight away. You've gone straight into coaching. That's something you've been doing since you've been playing as yeah. well. Um, but I guess that's one of the main things really to have something to sort of sharpen your tools yeah. and to, to carry on learning and adapting and stuff um, so you did whether I, whether you knew it or not guys you did answer questions right you know what began <laughs> me nervous 
Um, I was really nervous, man. I got a big game. I had losing more as a coach than I did as a player. I didn't realize all the time I coaching, but um, I don't ache in the morning, which, again, great, so I don't miss that. Um, so, you know what? I'm really happy. I finish on my terms when I want and went out on a high, you know, yeah, and done it last game. So that's my last game forever, mm. you know. That's that's quite yeah. that's quite a treat. That yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to shift gears a little bit, guys, on this one because I remember going over to whether we'd go over to play Wigan or whether we'd go down to London or whatever. There used to be the same formation of seats yeah. on the coach. Um, and there used to be a right laugh. There used to be you. I think you sit next to Big Ugly Singo by the window. Yeah. Yeah. Mooney opposite him. Yeah. There'd be Abbo who'd, who'd never say a word next to him. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd, I'd sit on the, on the other four. Um, and then sometimes Jonesy would be in replacement of Mooney. Um, and I remember we'd always talk, we'd always talk about different things like everything and everything else we talk about um, but we always talked to Jonesy about God and like we'd speak yeah. speak about it we'd speak about you know what what his viewpoints on it are like different things yeah. that's that's in the Bible for what he'd do and what he won't do and stuff because he's he's very much Jones is very much you know a man of God and and, and, and yeah. by the book if you like um, like your opinion on I'll bring something in with Jonesy as well but your opinion on, on faith or your opinion on organised religion or whatever. Yeah. Has that changed? And I'll bring in, a, in a, something that why I ask that as well because I remember the game before uh, the season started against Wigan away. I know that you'd gone with Jonesy to yeah. the church, church over in yeah. over by Wigan or uh, Manchester. Yeah. Um, no, um, uh, Leeds. Oh, was it in Leeds? Oh. yeah. 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 No, I did. Could you could you tell us a bit about that experience and, and how that came yeah. about, and yeah. uh, and then what your viewpoint is if it's changed yeah. if it's shifted after that? Yeah. Well, I'm not a religious person by nature. My family, you know, don't go to church apart from weddings, christenings, and. That, you know, fine. Um, but I got a message from Sammy Daniela, who used to play Wiggy. Um, he said that somebody at this church got a message from God saying they wanted to heal me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. There's no cure. So, what's the lowest? So, yeah, yeah. You no, know, I've been once, I've planned and all, but obviously, when it, you know, all changes, you know, this virus and, you know, so, um, yeah, I think we all, uh, we all, Talk to someone, don't we? When 
you know, we need help or whatever. Somebody call it. We all talk to some whether you're religious or not. So, you know, I change a bit, but, you know, I believe in what I believe in. I believe in God, but I don't practice. You know, yeah. religiously, you know. Yeah, because uh, there's... <laughs> so you, you have, like, a loose belief of, like, what yeah. God is and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's cool. That's cool, because I, I remember we uh, would always would always be challenged by Ricky Gervais and, and his tweets and stuff like that yeah. and what he says. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I mean, that, that moves into... Does that does that change in, in your day to day life? So obviously you don't practice it, but the viewpoint yeah. of that has that shifted since like the di- diagnosis or, or 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 how to to live your life? Has that sort of played into it at all? Either you know that the the sort of idea of God is it just stick is it stick to what it was before? Um, similar, but you know you rely on it a little bit more, and I think. The only me being diagnosed has made me think more about it, you know. Um, people, you meet people being healed through faith and God, so what to lose, mate, you know. I'm not to lose, so why not try? Everything, and I will again. Is is there all that 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 you know like that attitude of of not being anything to lose? Is is there anything that's played into to life on in other areas for you? Do you know, like I, I remember talking to Neil Vern who um, who spoke about you a lot actually, guys. Yeah. Um, who's who's been at MND for. It's about five years, and, and he was talking about not not leaving things unsaid, um, yeah, and sort of just saying stuff that he thinks, and and you know complimenting people when he thinks it mm. rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is, is there anything that that that's crept in for you that that you're feeling more, you know, obliged to do, or whether you're just feeling easier to do? Well, well, no, I'm not all in day, you know, with family, um, I'm not. What about like going Lapland with Jackson when he's a bit older? But why not now? You know, whenever I'm healthy or I'm alright, then I might as well do it now. So, you know, not much I change. Maybe it will as I get further on with. You know, disease, but at the moment, I'm just not like doing what you can when you can. Yeah, I'm while I can and trying to be normal as I can. Yeah, I'm talking about you know, speaking up or whatever. All I'm keen to do is raise awareness for MND. And that's my real focus. Yeah. And obviously, spend a lot of time with family. We're obviously all doing that now, but 
It's really nice being home with Lindy and you know, and meet him on them awesome. Yeah. You know, not coming on. Yeah. Is it is it quite like easy to to manage the, the, the fear of it or, you know, like the, the process of it with the family that you've got? Do you know, like it, I imagine yeah. it's, it's been really, really hard, but yeah. you've got such a good support network and and um, yeah yeah like it is it does the the fear come into it has it changed at all or is it just like you say you're so sort of focused on on what mm. what it's going to be for you coming up you know what no i'm not not that far ahead um you know what i really I really think they'll find a cure. Yeah. I'm really that positive. This year will be a big year for M&D. Yeah. You know, I'm determined that they'll find something, or at least for a long life. You know, so I don't look at the end game. I'm only focused on being really now and positive throughout, you know, and I'm not thinking about end of life at all. Yeah. And I'll fight that no literally the day I die. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a good it's quite a good um mindset to have, I think, as that mate. Yeah. Like um and I obviously with Neil Verney, he, he was talking about ways that he wanted to to look at curing it, look at um, sort of remapping the brain in, in, in his yeah. sort of, he's, a, he's an organic chemist and he's got environmental yeah. physics PhD, so he's very, stuff he says goes over the top of my head, he mm, might go yeah. over the top of your head, Gaz, but, you know, he's, he's sort of fixated on doing it. I think that's probably a strong focus to have, like mm. that, that belief that, you know, something something's going to come, you know, f- from it and, yeah. and and all that. Um, and just like as well, guys, I know that um, it might seem really specific, this, but I think, you know, w- we can try and talk as specific as we can about, you know, how you're feeling, um, you know, w- what it's like. Um, and and for me, like, you, you're exactly, you know, when I come speak to you and stuff, you're exactly the same. Like, your movements are fine and, and, and you know, from when we spoke on, I think it was the day it came out, actually, Christmas dinner, mm, you know, yeah. every, everything were normal, but I know you were mentioning about, like, the, the speech. Um, yeah. So some people, without much understanding of MND, like, your brain will be firing completely fine. Yeah. You'll have all the, the banter, all the pranks in your mind, like you've had before, but it'll just be a bit of a, I don't know, would it be a bit of a lag in, in terms of yeah. if, you, if you speak. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. By me thinking it, in the time gone, by the time I can say it, yeah. I'll play poker at Christmas yeah. and I miss all the jokes. I can't say I'm yeah. enough, so yeah. you know what? So voice me bounce in the bit. I'm a bit weird. Balance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I snumble a lot. You know, put me shoes on and that may come a bit more sense. But other than that, I'm, 
uh, fine, eating well, you know, um, enjoying life like I can. Yeah. Things will get worse, but whatever I can, I'm coming on. So this period now where everyone's in for three weeks, WhatsApp's sort of your game now, isn't it? Really, isn't it? Like the office chats yeah. are the other chats that you've got. Yeah. That's your game, isn't it? So everyone's having to play yeah. your game for three weeks. That's it. Do you feel, do you feel yeah. sort of like back to fully... Can you can you be on your phone, on your WhatsApp or whatever, and just be completely normal with that, like in the process of talking and stuff and and back on back on level, really? Um, it's hard to me yeah. right hand is a bit... Weird, a bit shaky, you mm. know. So, me dancing, I press wrong buttons a lot. Yeah. So it's lower that way, but eventually I'll get the joke there. But behind the scenes, it's delay, delay, forward, forward, delay. Yeah. It's somewhere, but me brain there. Brains there. Yeah, yeah, nah. yeah. Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Um I wanted to, to just jump into some quick fire questions. Yeah. Um and they don't have to be quick answers these by the way. They're not really quick fire at all, to be honest. They're just a list of questions <laughs> that I've put. Um but what like what what would be I guess you sort of in in a a really unique situation anyway from finishing playing um, and, and from f- sort of having this challenge that you've got now what advice would you give to a, an 18 year old Rob Burrow now is there any advice you'd give is there anything you say to him you know what I thought about that and know the rent really when you're 18 you make mistakes you make you know you buy something you mm. don't need but it molds you as a person, so I'm not sure what I definitely say. Drive careful in your MR2 up the hills. Yeah. So you don't crash into me. So, um, what is, that, is, that a, is that a crash that you had? Yeah, I did. I flipped my little to see it into a tree oh. of the hills doing hills did you? Um, yeah is that you that tired? Oh, well, my legs were <laughs> shaking wow. and I was frosty and icy yeah, yeah. And boom into a tree so last game up my camera side in there it's me yeah no I say no bro <laughs> don't do hills yeah how, how old were you then Kaz uh, 18 oh. what were the what was the um, any lads driving past when when your car yeah. in the tree they flipped the car back on it like normal you're oh. on it side like that <laughs> what, what, were the, what were the embarrassment like of that well, really bad. <laughs> I never been caught in those for weeks. Is that why you it's know? like that big now? Yeah, yeah, that's why. Fucking hell, yeah. But then, I, I mean, it's like, I guess you could say that, but 
you don't know. You might have been a different. You might have been no. a different bloke yeah. if you didn't know. Yeah, no, yeah, no weird, mate. You know, yeah. I'm happy with all my life on now, so I want change. Uh, how many times did it take to pass the driving test? One. Did it? All <laughs> boys. Knew it in one real boys. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely get that, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you respect Neil? The man of the ball. Either. Name it, <laughs> Oh, class. Um, who do you admire, Gaz, most in or out of the game? I love Michael Jackson growing up. Absolutely idolized him. So my hero was Michael Jackson. So what? what how does that? Because I know you you wanted MJ to be giving you a um, video message from from, from the grave. <laughs> but um, how does that? Like I know that, that documentary came out of him. I can't remember what it was called. I didn't watch all of it. What's what? What does that make you feel like? Do you know like when? You know, people stay. Everyone's always got the banner in, at Leeds for it. Yeah. Um, so you've always had the the responses to it. But um, yeah. what does that make you feel like from from that? What about the allegation? Yeah, like, is yeah. it just? Well, it was a weird guy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It really was not normal, but I don't think it did anything apart from me naive and immature and you know yeah. you can't sleep with a kid in bed can you you know you don't do it but he was that famous he thought he couldn't do so you know you don't do that man but a lot of people took advantage of him and it was stupid so you know, I can see why. There's, there's, there's one here from Kevin Walton from UK Red, actually. Um, it's not even a question, really. It's more of a, an accusation. <laughs> but he says, well, stats state that you're five foot five. He says he's five foot six. And he's, he's way taller than you, he says. I don't know not, if you're okay. Not true. Smooth <laughs> it. He says his tape measure must be wrong. <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm a I'm at a loss for that guys, to be honest. Uh, um, well, not true. It's not true, and you're five five, are you? Definitely. Um, um, uh, there's one from um Matt Morrison, Matthew Morrison on Twitter as well. Um have you got a bucket list? Have you got a bucket list? I guess anyone can have a bucket list. And, yeah. Um, if so, what is on there? You know what? I haven't. I've been fortunate enough to, you know, go a lot of places in the world. And, you know, we, we go Disney World every year. What Disney. more can you have? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been very lucky you know, able to get things when you want. I love my booking list is seeing my kid well, you know, and seeing them milestones. Other than that, I don't want anything else. I've had a great life. 
and you know, I'm forging real bad in a lot of places in the world. So. Yeah, you're, you're very lucky to uh, own Macy and Mayer's Villa over in Orlando, aren't you? Uh, hashtag, hashtag advert <laughs> that you go, go over to every year. Yes. Um, yeah. And you love, you love Disney, Al. You, know, love, you love, take, love taking kids there. Um, what is it about Disney that, that you always go back to and that you, that you find, well, it's the magical kingdom, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, you know how old you are, mate. You can't not be impressed and think about Bell. Mm. I mean, I've never been. This is a thing I've well, never been. Like, basically, you go and then we'll have a chat. <laughs> All that, right. That best way. <laughs> yeah. I know I appreciate it. You know, childish, but you go there. And then we'll have a chat, all right? <laughs> all right, I will do. I will do. I've got I've got another mate that loves it as well. So it's it's something that I need to to get to the bottom of, I reckon. Um and I in fact it, it brings to mind like I remember um we've done a podcast with Matt Lewis not so long ago actually. And I know that he came on your stag dude, didn't he? Um, oh, Abo Stagdu one of the the mismatch yeah. of what Abo Stagdu was. Yeah. Um, and I know he 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 went on that. We're talking a little around that on a podcast, and I think that's going to be released. It'll be released before you guys. Um, but you were talking about um, that. What he finds fascinating with you is how. Um, and Matt's a, a big Rhinos fan, but how the fact that your Rogborough goes completely over your head. <laughs> That's what, what he said. I think he's saying it in fact that you're so humble, like, and you don't get, like, you know, what you've done in the game and this sort of stuff. And um, what what do you think this helped you keep keep so humble? And what, what do you think has helped you keep your feet on the ground? That's probably what a, a question would be that I think people would be well, able to take away from it. Probably my personality, and you know, um, I don't. I hate arrogant people, you yeah, know. Yeah. Regardless of stature, um, I don't like the footballers rolling around. So, you know, probably that. But I'm, you, you know, rugby league player. I'm not, you know, one of these doctors saving lives or anything like that. So, you know. Why would I get over it? You know, I'm not sure I would. Yeah. Um, a good team. Yeah. You know, I play my part in that setting. Yeah. You know, I don't know why anybody would ever get over the red. I never understand that. I wonder if your man, your man Jeff's going to get a shower here. I wonder if that the fact that you know what your dad does working for GMB yeah. and unions and stuff, I wonder if that's you know played its part into that that viewpoint and, and mindset you've got on you know you know how you treat people and um, yeah maybe I mean it really came to you know help people out uh, so you know maybe in in working with me that way you know. He wants justice and to be right and 
you know, that's the best way to be. And another one, Gaz. Um, what, what does, what does a day look like for you? Um, I know that that people have wanted to. A few people have asked me. Um, I know Ben Michelle asked me actually um, as well to ask what a day looks like for you, and it doesn't matter like how mundane it is and how normal it might be. But I think people want to know what mm. what that day is for for Rob Burrow. Do you know what I mean? I think people yeah. would like to understand <clears throat> that. I've got a few, you know, questions on that. Um, would you be able to paint a picture for for what that would be? Yeah, I would. And pre, really pre Corona. Well, yeah. So yeah. normal day. A normal Monday, yesterday was Lindsay at work, so I get kid up, get ready for school, although she done half of it for me, yeah. so it's easy. Take it to school, then I've got my little boy Jackson, and he go play area. And then I'll come home, he'll have a sleep, pick girls up from school, and basically, like, stay on dad. And that's what I want to do. I've been looking to be around my kids all the life. So, Macy, me, and Jackson have had me there all the time. So, you know. I'm really happy and proud of that. You know, what more normal than that Monday, you know? Two snow runs and play area, and that's it. You know, normal life, that's what I want. One that I've been sort of looking at as well lately, and what, like, have you ever failed? Like, what failures would you, would you account for in your life? Man. Is, it, is there a few in there, or has it been all plain sailing? You know what, guys? I'm a waste in space. A lot of things <laughs> yeah. I can't put a phone on the wall. Yeah. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> I can't cook. So, you know, everyday things I can't do, so... Does, does, that, count, does that count as a failure if you've not attempted to do it, though? Do you know what I mean? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, you know what? maybe you've just, maybe you've just yeah, known so your strengths and not, not attempted to it. I'm the most unorganised person. So, you know, regarding failure, I'm not sure on a big scale, but I fail, forget, whatever you call it, every single day. So yeah. ask me and wife Lindsay how many times I fail at school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every day, yeah. I'm a waste of space, a <laughs> lot of things. No. Um, what about what about on the field? Is anyone you a younger lad? Younger lad playing, coming up and through? You, you're, you're a small gentleman, aren't you? Like was any any yeah. times there's always that there's always that thing in there where um you know, there's people that are saying that they had trials once, you know, that that's that that's one of the phrases yeah. in it. Oh, I had trials once at, you know, Leeds United or whatever. Yeah. But I was too too small or, or whatever. No. Did that that was that ever an obstacle for you? Well, I didn't have trial football and man City um and that great, but I never wanted to play rugby uh, football. I don't know 
not dead, I was in place real bit. Um, so, regarding failing, no, I didn't. I would never made that work good enough, but regarding um, being too small, then I never listened to anybody. You know, I was so tunnel vision of me doing it that I didn't care what anybody said. Bit like now, if doctor said, you sick mom to live, I don't care what they say. I'm looking for a man and that just the way I'm. Yeah, it'll make us think, Gaz, about uh, biology of belief. Um, by Dr. Bruce Lipton. I don't know if you've seen anything about that. You might want to have a look it up, but it's it's basically he's talking about your sort of the environment for your, your cells, basically, which is what we're made up of, is dictated by your thoughts, your sort of mindset yeah. and, and the opinions that you have and, and, yeah. and your belief. And you've said that you, you don't care what doctors say, you don't care what... Um, the, you know, the specialists say in, in terms of how long you've got to live or whatever. Um you know that that that's something that I think's quite worthwhile for people to listen to to understand what I'm talking yeah. about. And he's got lectures on YouTube, and I'm sure he's on yeah. podcasts. But yeah, I'll listen to him. Yeah, setting that, that I guess that that stall out and that mindset and having that understanding um, is a is a really big thing in it. Placebo effect comes into it yeah. all. Yeah, Because placebo is a real thing, you know. <laughs> whether fit mind. <laughs> it? No, have you ever t- heard no. the term um, laughter is the best medicine as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you heard that? Yeah. yeah. heard that yeah. a few times. Um, and a question actually from from George Riley earlier, actually. Um, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, this is, I think this is a serious one. Um, but he, he just says, if you had to name a role model, someone who's influenced you, someone... Like, who would it be, you know? Yeah. Someone in general life, um, you know, take your parents as red, looking for someone more in the broadcast-related arena, like a friend or someone yeah. who, who's from Leeds who yeah. now lives in, in Manchester. I don't know yeah. if... Can you... I don't know if he's now well, down there. Probably say George. Oh, you know? It's embarrassing, um, isn't it? Yeah. Probably George. I don't know I mean, if I... I don't know if we can put that, can we? No. <laughs> In the work, is it in the work related arena can you I mean, though, yeah. Yeah. So, can you put that probably not anymore no. <laughs> probably not no um, one question guys before you go who's your absolute comedic hero like who, who, who would you who would you go for like I know you're a Partridge fan Ricky Gervais yeah. fan um, who is it that does it for you well two um, English David Brent, yeah. obviously, yeah. and movies, I like Will Ferrell. Yeah. I love every yeah, yeah. movie done so. Yeah. You know, a lot of my humour is Alan Partridge. Yeah. I didn't feel like that to watch it back anything. Oh, that's where I got that from. Yeah. You don't um, realise how much it's affected yeah, you and who you are. No, yeah, not personal. Partridge, your race, and Farrell. Yeah. 
lovely lovely sound i'm conscious of time guys anyway so i'll um maybe we do a part two one day maybe we do yeah. a part two next week because we're all looking for stuff to do yeah um yeah. but you're a legend mate um no way guys. not just in my eyes but thousands of others guys you're a true hero mate no bless you cheers yeah, for talking yeah. mate. and yeah, uh, mate. and where can where can people go on for the the fund like what if if we're going to put a shout out for the fund and stuff for people to look at any, any inf- information you want to look at yeah the find a website mate at the top there's a whole section on me so all info at the rhino.co.uk awesome cheers guys all right mate thank you guys for listening I think it's brilliant awareness that we can share this podcast. I think it's brilliant that we can talk about it, tell people about it and keep the word going, keep the awareness spreading about motor neuron disease and keep the talk about how people can live better, whether they've got a terminal illness or not and and really optimise yourself in this life that we live. Before you get off, guys, check out the stuff that we've got going on at mentalityapparel.com and if you ever want to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash mentality. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash mentality. You can support us in any capacity there, but also you can join the mentality club and really get involved and get amongst it and go towards making change, making big change. Cheers, guys. See you on the next one.